Hello and welcome to another edition of Childhood Remastered. This is the podcast where we look back on the cartoons and TV shows and movies of our youth and see if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not. God damn it, that is so often the case, you know, usually. Yeah, well, today we're doing Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, I'm Sean. And I'm Chris. Yeah, and like Chris said, we are continuing our discussion about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Last episode, uh, we ended off on episode three, so... Um, Big surprise, we're going to go to episode 20... No, uh, episode four. Yeah, episode yeah. four. Uh, just just as a quick review, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was a show that came out in 1993. It spawned really countless Way sequels. too many sequels. Countless sequels. Um, produced by Saban Entertainment. It uh, was a show about... Uh, Five teenagers with attitude who are granted special powers by an interdimensional being to who, fight bad guys. To fight bad guys in kaiju battles and super yeah. awesome monster fights. Yeah. And that's it. That That's about as much explanation as you need to get into the Power Rangers. Yes. So. Let's uh, jump into episode four. So, as we were talking last week, we were kind of mentioning the the fact that the the theme or the, the kind of formula is the same in every episode. Yes. So, big surprise, we're going to have... New recorded stuff that's American, and then there's going to be Japanese stuff kind of spliced in at the end. Yeah, that, unmasked it, and masked stuff. Yeah. Unmasked stuff unmasked is masked new stuff, yeah. is new stuff that's produced in yeah. America, and then the masked stuff is recycled stuff from the Japan from Japan from the yeah, Japanese from show. Super Sentai. Super Sentai. So this episode starts off with Jason trying to break a bench press record of one thousand and. 10? Which is bullshit. Which is absolute bullshit, you yeah. Could, you could bench the bar, and if you're benching the bar a hundred times, like, that's amazing. Like, what? Who does a thousand and ten reps of anything? Apparently, Bulk, who's like our comedy relief, is the current record holder, which is even more BS, because Bulk just... he lifted it with his dick. Well, I was going to say Bulk probably ate the record. He didn't set the record. He, yeah. So, it, Jason it's, tries it's, to set this record several times... And Big Fat Ernie is just sitting there eating a hoagie and can't keep track of anything. And Jason essentially does this challenge like three times in one day, which is even more impressive. Yeah, he does 3,000 reps of what is probably, he's not using an Olympic bar, so it's not 45 pounds. So it's probably a 25 or 35 pound bar. It's probably 25 pound bar. And then he's got like 45s on each end. No, no, no. They're, no? they're smaller. So I'm guessing they're probably 10s. So he's got... I think it was like four tens on one side plus a couple of fives. So all totaled with the 25 plus 40 and 80. So he's probably benching like 100 and maybe 20 pounds. But total. he's doing... He's doing 1,010 reps. Actually, 3,000. Yeah. Yeah, which is even crazier. So, so so if he's doing, what did I say, 110? So let's just say, let's just say 100. Let's just say 100. So he is... Essentially, bench pressing a hundred thousand pounds each time he does that—that's ridiculous. Yes, his arms would fall off. Yeah, it's 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 it, well, you know, a lot of the shows are ridiculous. It, but it, hark, it harkens back to like Dragon Ball when like Goku would do ten thousand sit-ups or something, which is just ridiculous because yeah. your abs would explode. But he's a Saiyan, so it's fine. I'm just saying. Oh, that was terrible. I know. Uh, <laughs> well. During this bench pressing thing, um, Bulk gets pants, uh, he gets his pants pulled down, and it's this exact moment. Where you see I, Bulk's dick. No, no, that would have been more interesting. <laughs> uh, no, I, I asked myself, why are Bulk and Skull always wet? Did you notice that? Yeah, well, they always have, like, slick back hair. Like No, slick- no, no. I mean, their hair is always slick back, but their face is always covered in perspiration. Now, I mean, I know why Bulk is, because he's... 
super obese. He's obese and he's tired from walking down the street. But Skull isn't. But they're both always wet. They both also always wear the exact same clothes. Their outfit never changes. And when it does, it's just a slight variation of the same outfit. Yeah, I mean, it's a TV show, so... But, it no, it's just, it's so weird, though. I it, mean, all the punks, because they're supposed to be punks. They wear, like, jean and leather jackets. and they, yeah, they, yeah. They're supposed to be punks. And, like, all the punks that I knew in, in high school... They tended to wear the same thing every day. They would just vary what bands were were safety pinned onto their jackets. Oh, yeah. So I guess that's true. Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a fairly, fairly... Operation Ivy today, uh, yeah. Misfits tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something like um, that. Well, Reza, Rita's big plan is to separate Jason. and they, uh, She sends a Sphinx monster down to fight him separately. And you can very clearly see Japanese graffiti in the background. So this is what we were talking about in the last episode, where you can... When, when there's, like, uh, a jump to the Japanese previously filmed stuff, you know exactly when it happens. Yes. Um, Zordon gives everybody power crystals, so I didn't know Zordon was into, like, new wave, like, healing medicine. You know, you know, you know what kills me about, you know what kills me about Zordon is that, like, he's an asshole. Zordon is a complete and total asshole because he gives, he gives the Power Rangers power incrementally. Like he doesn't get, he doesn't let them use all their shit at once. No, he's like, well, here now you're a Power Ranger, but you don't have the weapons, and or oh, here's the weapons, but your Zord can't become the Super Megazord, or can't become the tank, or can't or whatever. And it's like, like oh, now I'm going to show you the magic crystals that uh, allow you to do more shit that you couldn't have done before. Well, it's like, and, why and, didn't and you give happens, it to him in the first place? And this happens later in the series, too, where he grants them more power and different Zords and this shit. It's like, you know what, Zordon? Fuck you. You had this the whole time. Yeah, why are you holding out on a brother? Uh, or why didn't he have ten Power Rangers? Why did What ha- What would have happened if, like, Rita had succeeded and one, of the, one or two or all the Power Rangers had died and he had all this, like, backup power that he hadn't given them? And he's like, oh, shit, maybe Oops. next time I give them all the power. Well, I always wondered, like, when they did the switchover... Why they didn't get two sets of power... Because they clearly had other Zords. So why didn't they have two full sets of Power Ranger teams? But, I mean, it wouldn't have made good television, I guess. So No, it wouldn't have. Well, I was also wondering... So, did you notice that Billy is always fucking wearing overalls? Yes. Always! Well, because he's the Blue Ranger, and that's the only way to get a completely blue ensemble. I guess. Without looking ridiculous. Even though you know overalls kind of look ridiculous you know, on anybody. Later in the show, like he just wears like a blue shirt. Like they figured it out. Like just have him wear a blue shirt. Problem solved. Like yeah. well, I mean, you know, at, the, at the time, I want to say in 1993, overalls were still kind of in. I I don't remember. I want to lock some of that out. I'm so. gonna say that they were. Uh well. So we get we get the power crystals. Jason uses them to summon the other rangers, which I didn't know was something he could do. <laughs> well, yeah, because um, for some reason, when they get separated, there's there, there's like no way to get in contact with the other rangers and no way to transport the other rangers to Jason, who's fighting a monster by himself. Yeah, and, I guess. But then somehow Zordon is able to transfer their power crystals to him. It's the largest plot hole ever. It's it just it makes no sense. And this is sense. episode four. Yeah. Oh no. There's hundreds, thousands more. Yeah. Uh, so Jason gets the power crystals and he's able to. He throws them at the monster and then the other rangers, rangers show come out. Up. Yeah, magically. And then uh, then they merge their zords together and we get a megazord with tank yeah. abilities. Yeah. And uh, then they use their crystals to turn it into the megazord. Yes. But I, I don't remember the Megazord shooting lasers from his head. They, he did that in this episode. It's something I don't ever remember. It seems like every monster has the ability to shoot lasers from its head. No, no, not the monster. No, I know. I'm just oh, saying oh, okay. like every every monster somehow has the ability to shoot lasers from its head. From horns or from just its eyes or something. It just... And it shoots lasers. I guess. It, it's just... It was something... You know, like, when you remember back on something as a kid and and then you actually watch it, like, what we're doing with the show. Yes. And and you're like, I don't remember that happening. That is not what I remembered at all. Which is kind of, I mean, I guess the whole process that you and I go through for this podcast. But, yeah. Um, but that was, like, one of those definitive moments for me that was like, I absolutely do not remember this. I watched a lot of Power Rangers and I do not remember laser beams coming out of the Megazord's head. But... 
Yeah, there, I mean, there's there's like little moments that you notice, and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that it could do that, or like the Zords using uh, different weapons that you didn't know that they had, or things like, like that. The laser tail, or the or the, the grappling hook, uh, the grappling stuff. hook, yeah, horns. So yeah. I mean, it's it's what what's difficult about talking about these episodes is literally the same thing happens in every episode. There's it makes it. It makes it kind of tedious as you're watching because you're like, okay, live action, Vulcan skull, gonna do some shit, and, and know, then artificial conflict, and then they're gonna fight kaiju. Okay, cool, this is fun, and then it goes back to live action, and then the end. And th- this is what so. happens a lot of times, and, and this is sort of a, I think it's a modern day problem in in the modern in the modern era of like binging shows where you don't. If you're actually watching these type of shows in a weekly format, like they're intended to be watched... Originally, yes. yes. You don't notice this shit. You don't notice how recycled everything is and how every episode is essentially the same. It's the same as in... It's the same as watching any kind of sitcom or any kind of TV show. It's why it's hard to binge watch something like Friends, because the show is... Is like a lot of the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, I mean it's like watching House. Like I watch, I I regularly rewatch House. But if you watch enough of them in a row, you you get the formula down. And watching, you know, four or five of them in a row, you're like, okay, this is gonna happen, and then this is gonna happen, and then it might be like occasional tweaks to it. Yeah. But for the most part, you're gonna watch the same thing over and over and over. Some shows are easier to binge watch than others, but yeah. this is definitely not one of them. This is not something to binge watch. Yeah, because um, well, being able maybe like two episodes and walk away, yeah. you know. Well, cuz the show is so short that the same thing happens and the same beats happen like every episode. There's there's the beginning part where it's the it's whatever the for like the first eight and a half minutes. Yeah, and, and then, then Rita creates a monster to to take out by the wild, and then the Power Rangers get dispatched and deal with the monster, and then there's Rita freaking out about the monster being defeated, and then the teens again talking about the lesson that they learned. Well, I noticed looking at the timer for the show, uh, like because this shows up on Netflix, you can watch it on Netflix. And if you're watching it on Netflix, uh, or really wherever you're watching it, it's going to be probably pretty easy to see the timer, you know, about what time things happen and at what time. And I noticed that the actual kaiju battles the with the big monsters always happen kind of around the same time. It's like the 16-minute mark. It takes fi- about 15 minutes to get to the good shit. And then you get about five, maybe four, four minutes because you got about a minute of credits at the end and then like a one minute whatever. So you get about four to five minutes of cool battle. And really the whole show is junk and then four to five minutes of cool. Yeah. I think that's that's basically what it was for me. That's what makes it hard to watch. Yeah. I, I mean, because this show ends uh, with the Megazord winning and then uh, cut to Jason beating his record and bulk trips and face plants on a cake. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't need the rest of that. I didn't care. I, I mean... Uh, it's you know, not. It's just kind of frustrating. You know what kills me about like the kaiju battles is that it, it's sort of the same thing that I mean. The the show has been compared to Voltron, even though the the Super Sentai actually came out before Voltron in yes. Japan. Yes. So Voltron is kind of like a knockoff of Super Sentai. But the thing about both of those shows is, and it's it's done to like draw out the drama because there is no reason for. The incremental buildup. If there's a monster that they want to destroy that's grown large, large enough that they have to call out the, the, the Zords, there's no reason why they don't just go immediately to the Megazord, call the sword down, and slash the shit out of them. Except except for to build drama that's unnecessary. And, and on the occasional... Uh there's like occasional instances when they can beat it without using the sword. Yeah, but for the most part, when they turn into megas, when they turn into the Megazord, they call down the sword to slash it one time to kill it, and that's what happened in that's what happened in Voltron a lot. Is they would fight with the monster in the in the Voltron robot, and then they would make the the power sword, and they would slash it once and kill it, and that's what happened. It's it's a one hit kill. It's a one and done. Yeah, like why not just make the Megazord? Call down the sword and slash the shit out of the thing rather than dancing around with it for ten minutes. Because it wouldn't be any fun. Exactly. Uh, but that makes it not believable. But it is kind of frustrating. You're right. It's, it's the same bullshit of why doesn't Rita just make the monster grow all the time? Why does she have to wait for it to play out? Like maybe it can beat the Power Rangers. Why not make just make it huge in the first place? Why, why not send it down huge? Why and not have send it- down 
why not send down like ten of them and make them all huge? Yeah, and because just... whenever they show Finster, the guy that makes the monsters, he's always got a glut of them on hand. He's just like, oh, oh, oh which one do you want? I've got this one and this one, and they always yeah. just want one. Well, and they always take these putties that look like turds and they put them in a mold, and then out pops a bunch of these like they, they look... like disposable monsters. And like you could send down like a hundred putties and grow all of them. Problem solved. That would have been your cheapest answer because yeah. they're the easiest to make. It's just a fucking turd. You have you have monsters made out of clay that are put into a machine, and they never explain. At least in the first couple episodes, they never explain why they can't just do all of them at once. If they're made out of clay, they're infinitely resourceable. Like they, they can just make a million of them, but they do one at a time, and they get pissed off when the one gets beaten. I don't ever remember there being an explanation why they could only do one at a time. But I think it was just like it was just an easy trope for the I mean, show. You know what it is? It's the same thing. I watched I watched Powerpuff Girls when it came out, and it's the same thing that killed me about Powerpuff Girls is there's never really any real conflict. Like you never really ever think that the Power Rangers is never that the Power Rangers are not going to be able to overcome bad guys. Yeah, I mean, it always is like, well, they're going to win. I'll just I'll just wait until that happens. Yeah, like, oh, this is an interesting story, but I know what the end result is. Like, you never get put. Even though knowing that the show is going to continue on, that's what kills me about like it's a show for kids. Don't get me wrong; it's a show for kids, and you want to keep the you want to keep the conflict simple, simple and and not too complex. But you could do something where you could put it so you could you could make episodes where it's not clear that they're going to win, and then there might be some real there there might be some real stakes. At hand. Well, part of, I mean, a large large part of that is because the acting just seemed like they didn't care. And I think a large part of that is because they were paid nothing. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, they were paid almost nothing. The, the Jason, the, the, the Red Ranger, uh, Austin, uh, St. John or whatever, whatever his real name is. I can't remember. Um, his real name, I think, is Jason. Is it? I, I, yeah, it I don't is. remember. But I mean, his stage name or whatever. But... I think remember hearing him say that like he could have made more money working the McDonald's drive-through than he did the first season of Power Rangers. Yeah, there there is there has been um, there has been accusations uh, thrown at Saban Entertainment Haim in Sa- particular, Hayam Saban in particular, that he essentially abuses actors and exploits them. Yeah, and underpays them. Oh, way refuses to let them, them join unions. All yeah. kinds of stuff. Like the high yeah. Saban actors. Like none of the none of the guys in none of the guys from uh, Power Rangers were in the Screen Actors Guild. They weren't in that. They weren't yeah. in that union. Yeah, and then uh, there was like contract disputes, and that's why Austin St. John, uh, Tui Trang, and uh, Walter Jones, the Red, Yellow, and Black Ranger. That's why they all left the show. And they actually left, had to dis- left quote the left show. the show. I mean, they had to disguise the incident with like body doubles and stock footage and uh, voice doubles um, to try and make it seem like those characters finished out those last eight episodes. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, and the subplot of of them leaving was this quote World Peace Conference, which is so much crap. Yeah, we have no better way to say that these guys are leaving the so show. So we're just going to make some really terrible makes life. make up some mock UN bullshit. Yeah, I mean the salaries were super low, so and that that was kind of like an ongoing thing. I, I guess there was a, like an interview in 2012 with Amy Jo Johnson where she said that that the three that originally left wanted to become part of a union, and that's actually why they got replaced. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, which would make sense because Haim Saban wouldn't allow it. Yeah, um, and, and the Screen and, Actors Guild has has. Uh, released a, a they had they had at the time released a couple statements about yeah there was about, a, about Saban and Saban Studios yeah a couple years later I think you were talking we were talking about that at lunch it was yeah. like in 95 or something 98 right? 98 yeah. yeah and and by all accounts he's not the greatest guy I am Saban uh I mean in that in that regard I guess yeah um I mean there is you would he, if, he if you want if you want high quality, you have to pay for it. Well, that's the thing is that he was making millions. Hundreds oh, so of he millions. didn't care, I guess. No, he was making hundreds of millions. There's no real reason to not pay your actors. He's making money in syndication. He's making money in action figures. He's making money off of, like millions, millions and millions and millions of dollars off these guys, and he's paying them nothing. Like, what the hell? 
Yeah, it is kind of messed up. And and I think that that maybe some of that carries over. I mean, at this point, this is the first season. These uh, this is kind of the first major job for all of these characters. Yeah, for they all these actors. They didn't. None of them really did anything before this, and none. Of, a lot of them didn't really. Do Most anything of them after didn't, them. except for the Pink Ranger. But <gasps> oh, the Pink uh, <laughs> Sean's love of the Pink Ranger never ends. Uh, it, no, it doesn't. But I think I think had they been paid better, you know, maybe they could have afforded some some like more advanced acting classes, and maybe they could have, you know, I don't know. And I think maybe that has something to do with the quality. Yeah, you know? I mean that that's the thing that we had been talking about before. I don't know off offline. We had been talking about how the the acting is not that great. It really isn't. Between between the uh, it gets better though it so, does get better but th- I mean that because I watched several in addition to what we what we watched for the show today and I felt that it definitely the uh, Billy in particular definitely gets much better well it makes sense though because you you know you he done, put in over two hundred episodes yeah God, you've, done, you've so. done sixty or seventy or eighty or hundred episodes you should be getting better at that point yeah. but yeah the the first six episodes all the actors are really bad. Well, yeah, I mean, Jason David Franks, I, I felt even in the early episodes, he did the best job. Well, yeah, Actually, he wasn't in these first six episodes, so. No, no, he wasn't. He didn't show up until... That's the Green Ranger, by the way. Yeah, it's a Green Ranger. I, so Tommy didn't show up until, I think it's episode 15, something like that. It's like in the middle of season one. Um, and then, then we get the Green Ranger arc. But he did, I mean, because I, I showed Sean some clips of like uh, some of the fighting and stuff. Where, where the Green Ranger's fighting, in his fight, like, he's actually believable. Yeah, he looks like a competent fighter. Like, he knows what he's doing, and it's very visually obvious. Like, he's actually sparred with people before. And will in the future. Yes. Uh, the Red Ranger, too, to some extent, but it, it feels a little bit less realistic. Um, yeah. Well, depending but, on the style of karate and kempo that he did, he might not have ever touched another human being. <laughs> well, that's also true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is true. But, so, you know, let's talk about episode five. It starts with Kimberly teaching an aerobics class, which was weird. Yeah, and that, that's the thing is this Angel Grove community gym, center, community center, gym and juice bar. It's it's everything. It's it's an aerobics studio. It's a weight facility. It's a juice bar. It's a hangout. It's 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 everything. It's it's like the cafe from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, no, it is. To. Yeah, it, it's and and so she's giving this aerobics class. And by the way, like a 16-year-old giving an aerobics class, like, fuck you. Yeah, no, that's weird. Um, no. yeah. Slave labor. Uh, well, Rita can see everything from her telescope from space. Magic telescope. Yep. And she says, I hate all that kid music. That's it. I'm going to get back at those brats with music. And I was like, wait, what? That made no sense yeah. whatsoever. Rita so, doesn't need to make sense. So she decides the bad guy she's going to use is a gnome with an accordion. Um, yeah, he looks like a Viking. Yeah, it, it's just... She's like, oh, I want you to make, like, a pie piper or some bullshit. Oh, this is an episode where uh, Billy does not wear overalls. He instead wears a jumpsuit, except the pants are cut off, like, mid-calf. Oh. It's the weirdest thing. Sexy. It's so bizarre looking, but I kind of want it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Just, just to, like... I just want to see what my wife's uh, face... Would look like if I if I came home. I tell you like what, that. it's not going to be pleasant. No, no, it's uh, it's a, it's a couch sleeping face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean, Zach was wearing this like a uh, Rasta beanie, uh, and and the rest of Rangers are all color coded too. Yeah, they're always color coded. Um, the Pink Ranger wears pink. The Red Ranger wears red. Yellow Ranger always wears yellow. The Black Ranger um, wears a daishiki, apparently. Well, like it, that was something else that like, uh, so he wears a Rasta. Uh, beanie here but like in other stuff like they'll try and put him into they'll try and put him into some like like kwanzaa gear and stuff and he's it's it's just it feels so forced like the writers who who wrote for the show it's like we've never seen a black guy before or like we've never met an asian before we're gonna put the asian person in yellow because they're yellow people right or like and also jason the red ranger austin st john is part native american that's awesome so, like, it could not get more racist. It's so ridiculous. The, the three rangers that left the show were all the ones that had the... Like, had, racial typecast. Yeah, the ethnocentric color coding. Oh, my... It's just... It's bad, man. It's bad. <laughs> well, as I mentioned before, apparently uh, Kimberly you know, you know what speaks made, sign language in this episode, You know what right? would have made it better? Is if no, the, no, what? Is if the yellow ranger was a guy, like an Asian guy, and his name was Charlie. 
<laughs> oh, that would have been way. That would have been awesome. Shut that up. That would have been hilarious. That would have been. It would have been racist even to like my like eight year old self. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> ten year old like, self. Name him like Charlie Chan or something. Oh god. <laughs> oh, so so racist. Yeah. <laughs> well, this episode is kind of a Burger King Kids Club episode. It right? is. There's a yeah. deaf girl. There's a deaf girl, and Kimberly speaks sign language, which is never explained. Do you um, really speak sign language, or do you do you motion sign language? It's considered a language, so is so you're speaking a language with your fingers. Yeah, with your hands. Yeah, yeah. So she motions sign language, I guess. Um, but she, she fingers sign language. Uh-huh. Sign language likes that. Oh. Uh, it's it's one of the romance languages. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> let me let me finger you a few lines of poetry. I'm good. No, Sean's just gonna read poetry to himself. Uh, <laughs> well, I think those uh, voices would match at least. <laughs> We've kind of gone off uh, another route. Um, yeah. So let, let maybe let's bring it back in uh, yes. to to the real sign language that Kimberly does. Uh, she does, so she speaks sign language. Uh, to a girl who's taking her aerobics class that's deaf. And um, uh, Bulk and Zach also have a dance battle that ends very poorly for Bulk, as everything tends to do. Yeah. Um, but the, the music and fart noises for Bulk and Skull never change. Yeah. Never. I, you know what? It's like... <laughs> like, it gets to the point where like the music starts, it's like, oh great, here they come. This is awesome. They, okay. they literally serve no purpose. I, I do not understand what their purpose is in the show. Like, do you need a slapstick element? I think every it was. Episode? It was almost like to try and make the live action portions more standable. Maybe I don't know. Like maybe maybe they realize, oh my god, this looks bad. This is going to be terrible. We need to throw in some comedy so the kids will enjoy it. Yeah, because they're, they're. I remember finding that the bulk and skull parts annoying even as a kid. They're ostensibly like an antagonist. Right? Sort of. So they're but an antagonist, like, but they never they never really prov- they never really provide any real antagonism. They're just sort of a nuisance. It, it, yeah. They're like an annoying itch. They don't ever get powers. They don't they don't ever serve any kind of like real conflict. Yeah, it would have made, uh, made so much more sense if they incorporated them, like if Rita incorporated them somehow and like gave them powers of their own to like combat the the Power Rangers. Because then they would have been a more realistic threat to them. Well, maybe the tall, tall and skinny versus uh, the short and fat, like Rita monsters, were originally supposed to be Bulk and Skull. That would have made way more sense. Yeah, if they were like disguised down there, that would have been way better, way more interesting. But because, they didn't do it because Rita knew who the Power Rangers were, and those characters are also slapsticky. So I'm thinking, was that originally maybe. the idea, and they didn't? Maybe. I didn't find anything about that, but God, that would have been way, way more interesting. Yeah, the, the Babu and... S- and... Stint or Skunt or... I don't remember. Skabligaberg? The one guy uh, who's like, Oh, hey, Rita! Oh, yeah, he's got like the super weird... Squat, thank you. Squat and Babu. Ugh. Well, yeah, it would have been more interesting, but they didn't do it. So so now we get a... Rita's monster, the gnome, comes down, and he hypnotizes children as bait. And and I was like, as soon as that as soon as that happened, I was like, I knew the deaf girl was going to come in handy. You are like, a you are a pointless addition. I was like, this, this serves no purpose, but it, it, either to be Burger King Kids Club or to further the story. But she's deaf, so what the what the so what we the get guy, both. Yeah, so the guy what the guy does what the monster does is he plays his little accordion. He's got like a concertina, and he plays his accordion, and it hypnotizes the kids. And because she's deaf, she doesn't get hypnotized. So she's like, "What's going on?" And she follows them, and then she goes for help once she realizes that they're captured by this like monster man. Oh God, it's just yeah. No, I they they have this thing where like the kids' eyes glow, and then they like dance in a circle in a cave, and it's. It's very creepy, and and we get this scene where the the monsters are are like cooking. Yeah, Babu and, the, and Squat are cooking for them. It's it it is absolutely pointless. I think it was like one of those things where they had the stock footage and they just decided to use it for something, and they didn't know what to use it for, so they just made up a reason to do it. Yeah. Um, What's funny is he's got like a walk, like you would see at like pickup sticks. He's got a big ass walk. Uh, Babu does, and he's, he's cooking co- real he's, food in it. And he's cooking real food. Then he dumps in a bunch of like glitter balls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought they looked like ingredient. Um, like bright uh, bouncy balls, but yeah. whatever. I mean, yeah, they're, they're like super balls. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the Rangers show up, and and they they get their weapons out, 
and and they they shout out these like new terms when they toss their weapons. So yeah, because they can combine their weapons into a super weapon. Yeah. So before it was like the power, bo- uh, the power axe, the power bow, the power daggers, the power lance, and the power and the sword. power sword. But this time they all actually, except for Jason, because I I forgot about this. So Zach calls out the cosmic cannon. Kimberly says double bow. Trini, Trini says dino daggers, and Billy says mighty mace. And I was like the. Fuck is a mighty mace? Yeah, that, we, like those are lances. Like, so here's the thing. This is the problem that I have with this part because those are lines that had to have been recorded, like in a sound studio. Yes, and then saved and then dubbed in. We've already had previous episodes where they shouted something different. The names of the weapons. The actual names of the weapons, and they use those phrases for everything else in the future. But this one episode. It was like they had this dialogue and they're like, well, I feel bad that we used that we didn't use it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's it's stupid. It's like just watching, you're like, wait a minute, that's not what they're called. Well, and if you're a little kid, you're I mean, yeah, you're kind of like grooving into the weapons and stuff, but you're like, power cannon, I thought that or like uh cosmic cannon, I thought that was the power axe. And all that's gonna do is just like incite eight and ten year olds to argue with each other about the names of the weapons. Yeah. Um and, and I don't know. It just there's like weird inconsistencies about that, that that just kind of bother me. And they do this like formation where they all stand behind the gun. They touch each other, and Jason fires it, but everyone else has got their hands on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And the Pink Ranger standing up in the back, like why for the YMCA? Yeah. Um. It, it like makes no sense whatsoever. Why um, for the shape of the uterus? I guess. Well, this evil gnome gets made big after they blow him up, and he has a fucking rake. That's his weapon, yeah. His weapon is a rake. But he didn't have a rake when he was small. He had an accordion. So he they make him big, and he's got a rake, but no accordion. And then when he's big, he get, he all of a sudden has the accordion again. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like there's so many was this Was this the one where... He, oh, this is also the one where when they're in the Megazord, Billy yells out, um, I'm nominal. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's Billy's bullshit, like... Okay, but, but nominal means, like, normal. expected parameters or, like, running yeah. smoothly, like an engineering talk. Yeah. But, like, it also means in name only or minimally important. Which is also true. Which I guess is also true. Yeah. And this, this is another example of, of Billy using needlessly complicated speech to express his Ugh. situation. Fake science talk. Yes. But the battle was really me- satisfying, yeah. though, the right? The gravimetric pressure of the dinosaurd is negatively adverse to the integration of the... Shut up, Billy! It's like, but I live in my mom's garage. <laughs> uh, no, he does. He has, like, a lab in his garage where he works on shit. Now, the the battle, as I as I was saying before, the battle is weirdly is weird but satisfying. Yeah, that's right? how most of the battles are. Yeah, they 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 are. They're kind of all. This one in particular was really weird because the thing would play the accordion and turn into a building. Yeah, he, he's like hypnotizing him. So yeah. we go from being a guy to a building, and then he would go from a guy to a bear, to a, a boulder. Yeah, and he eventually just gets his shit chopped up, and then he dies, and then. And then we get breakdancing Billy, who apparently is super, super awkward, uh, can't dance. The deaf girl wants to dance with him, but now he can do b-boy moves? Yeah. Fucking so weird, this show, man. Yeah. It's just so weird. Do, 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 do. So this, this last episode we're going to cover, uh, there, it's about a, it basically is around food. And it is probably, in my opinion, the most racist episode that we've seen so far. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, they have a cultural, quote, food festival. Uh, and the big fat Ernie carries in a bunch of cream pies and, and uh, hands <laughs> yeah, them to does. Bulk. Uh, oh, God. Goes, bulk, help me out with these cream pies and these Hawaiian chicks. And he's like, hell yeah, I will. And as soon as he hands up to Bulk, I was like, we all know how that's going to end. Great. Food fight. Like, that was... Your brain goes there in, like, five seconds. Yeah, they're, they're it, not hiding anything. They hide nothing. It's like, a food fight! They hide absolutely nothing. But the, the ethnic food... So, there's uh, several cards, but in the beginning, they're like, uh, we've got ethnic food, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's as like... ethnic as food got in 1993. I guess. And then they, quote, have a Asian one, and then an American one, which is actually... Okay, so the Asian one has Billy, who's a fucking weeboo, with Trini. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Billy, then, Billy is creeping on that. Oh, yeah, he is. I mean, it's fine, but, like, it's... Yeah, it's weird. And then the, quote, American one, which is the one with... This is the one I was talking to you about earlier. Yeah. So, so 
the quote American one, it says American on this big flag that has like black empowerment colors, like like African colors. Like the Kwanzaa colors. Yes. And um and it's very distinctly like not an American flag. And the food is all soul food. And I was yeah. like this is getting kinda awkward and racist. And then and then they have this uh quote USA table with like cheeseburgers and hot dogs and a Hawaiian table. There's there's this dialogue where Bulk is Bulk and Skull are talking about how they're gonna like start this food fight with the pies or whatever. And in the background, if you if you look really carefully, kind of in the corner of the screen, uh, there's this booth that says "hot, hot, hot" across it. Yeah, it's, um, it's supposed to be like the Mexican booth. Well, I, it's like sort of okay. So this is the thing: um, the whole like the MacGuffin of this episode is, is the bad guy can't eat spicy stuff. So this table is the, quote, hot table, and the billboard says hot, and it's got pictures of chili peppers. The guy operating it is a white dude in a sombrero with a with a poncho. Yeah. But the only thing on the it's table is, like, bullshit. jalapenos in a jar and salsa and, and a spicy Japanese daikon or a, di- a radish. Yeah, because that's, that's what I want when I go to a food festival is to just eat salsa and chili peppers. I, I don't under... It's like it's an entire table for that, but like they have a like a white dude like culturally appropriating Mexican. Like it's it was weird. He could be Spanish. There's white Spanish people. You don't with know. sombreros and ponchos. I mean, maybe he's a white and Mexican. chili peppers. Maybe he's a transplant from Spain to Mexico, and then he came to the United States. Don't misethnicize him. He looked like me. Okay, <laughs> so he's definitely not. I mean, like I'm as white as it could go. Uh, hey, the Spaniards just like. What's that horrible Carlos Mencia joke? He's like, Mexicans have a lot in common with Filipinos. They're both native people that got raped by the Spanish. Well, I mean, that is kind of true, but all Carlos Mencia's jokes are terrible. Yeah, they are. That one's true, though. Well, it is. I mean, it is true. Yeah. Yay, colonialism. Yay! Um, So, instead of talking about colonialism and genocide, uh, let's talk about Power Rangers. Power Um, Rangers. Go, go, Power (laughs) Rangers. Did you notice that Rita, like, always consistently asks for very specific monsters that are always ill-advised by uh, her monster maker? Yeah. So, (laughs) Finster's a monster maker. And he tells her, like, nope, not ready. Don't do that. It's a bad idea. And he says it in every episode. And this one, he's like uh, saying that it's not a good idea. And this one is like sort of a bowling ball pig with a centurion helmet. Yes, it's such the weirdest. It's so far to date, it's the weirdest monster design I think. And it's one of the ones that I absolutely remember. I actually had the toy of this one. Oh, yeah, the toy was kind of cool, but I had the toy of this one, and and this is the one that Rita sends down because it's gonna eat everything. Apparently, yeah, she's met, she's got like her stomach hurts, and she wants to eliminate all the food from the planet. It's like a revolving list of shit gripes that she's got with Earth. And this is and she why... she changes every episode. And this is why we can never have a female president. Oh, God. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's She'll terrible. just change from day to day, and then there'll be a new problem every goddamn day. That's so, like the worst... When people say that, I'm just like, you're so stupid. Um, yeah. But... Um, <laughs> kidding. So, I'm kidding. Jesus. Yeah. So, Billy is now wearing overalls again, because it's Billy. Billy or Billy balls. Billy overall. Whatever. Why Why is Billy always wearing overalls, Sean? I don't know. Why? Why? Well, you see, um, it was... But Kimberly looks hot in this episode. Oh, my God. Kimberly looks hot in every episode. What are you even uh, talking about? Well, she's got she's got cut-off jean shorts and... That are a little too long. They are a little too long. And they're almost like capris. And then yeah. they, then she's got... Uh, she's like, rocking like a midriff tied-up... Yeah, it's like a, like a button-up shirt that's been tied at the front. Um, and pigtails, which I was oh. like, pigtails fighting a pig monster. Is this on purpose or is that like by accident? Pigtails, you mean handlebars. Oh, yeah, that's true. For the ride. Oh, God, so creepy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why? I was younger than her. Wait, what? I am younger oh, than no, her. Oh, no, well, yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, But you didn't know what to, you were. It, you were like 10. You didn't it's know. Her that was, it's her that's being creepy. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the, this episode. Come to me, my queen. This episode is weird because, like, the monster's winning. Oh yeah, no, he the monster he eats their weapons. The he, monster like, eats their weapons when they go to fight him, and they, he basically wipes the floor with them. He he beats the shit out of them. And that's the thing is that Finster in the beginning says like, "No, let's not use this monster. He's a bad monster. Like, I haven't finished him yet." And she's like, "No, no, I want to use the monster." And then the monster's winning, and he's like, "Yes, I'm the best. This no, is the oh, best." And yeah, then he no, like, that's one of my. It's my greatest creation of all time. Oh, and he decides to hide and wait, and then it turns out the monster sucks. 
uh, because we discover that the monster doesn't eat spicy. Yeah. And so they feed the monster spicy, and then the monster throws up their weapons, and then they destroy him. And that's it. Yep. Oh, uh, at the very end, they sell the principal a sandwich for $20. And it's got one of the hot daikon uh, radishes in it. it. I thought $20 for a sandwich. This is 92 93 Like, that's a fuckload of a markup, right? Yes, it is. I mean... Cause uh, I mean, you probably could have got a sandwich for like like two or three bucks or something. Yeah, and and he even says he's like, "What? That's expensive." But well, I skipped I'm lunch hungry. today. It's for the kids. Yeah, because they're they're the 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 whole like the whole thing, the whole uh, cultural food day was to raise money for a new like playground or something. Yeah, new playground for the kids or some some nonsense, some other such bullshit. But so that's I mean, how the episode ends. And and like I like I said. <laughs> Every episode is super formulaic. It's yeah, like there's you never really think that the monster is gonna win. You're just waiting for them to pull out either their super weapon or get the Megazord and blast him or get the whatever and slash him with the sword. It always ends slightly different. Um, and and like the kaiju stuff is the best part. If you, I would say, if you're a kid or, or if you have kids, rather, I mean, because hopefully there's no like little kids listening, but um, if you got like a ten year old or something, this is a if they're actually maybe five. And up, this would be fine. My, I didn't have my kid watch this because she's three, and I don't think she's really going to understand everything going on. Yeah, um, I, I want to feel like I feel like the 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 age range for this is probably like seven to twelve. Yeah, I mean five maybe is a because my brother was yeah so seven yeah maybe five five seven ish and and up yeah um it's fine for nostalgia if you want to go back and watch it but I feel like it definitely. Distorted our goggles a little bit. Oh my god! For yeah. both of us, yeah. Like I said, the the whole the whole the whole like monster part of it was the only thing that I really enjoyed. I mean, besides yeah. besides just ogling uh, Amy Jo Johnson, yeah, that part was fun. But but the rest of it, the rest of the 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 unmasked stuff, like the the slice of life teenage bullshit at the beginning. It was obnoxious, and I, I really just did not enjoy that at all. Like, it was really poorly written. It was stupid. It was yeah. saccharine. It was horrible. Well, and and I think I, I think for me, uh, I was I was kind of expecting that a little bit. Uh, for me, because I, I do, like, a lot of the, the background stuff that we find, um, that was the stuff that, like, kind of distorted my glasses a little bit. Um, just to find out some of the stuff, like, about um, the production and stuff. I mean, David Yoss, the the Blue Ranger, um, he actually walked off the shows, uh, uh, like, a couple episodes before uh, his character left. Yeah, because this... he had, like, repeated ongoing, um, like, homophobia on set from the creators, producers, and directors, and the writers of the show. Yeah, he, he just fairly recently came out with, with this stuff, and he explained... Um, it was actually when Brian Cranston got... Uh, named as Zordon for the uh, for the new movie that's coming out. Yeah. He he sort of went on a uh, David Yost went on a sort of a Twitter rampage or Twitter rant about about Brian Cranston because Brian his character was named after Brian Cranston. That's why he's Billy Cranston. Yeah, and everyone was super stoked because everybody loves Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad and Malcolm in the Middle. They love the guy and. And they were super stoked that he's playing Zordon in the new movie. And then Billy Yost comes out, or Billy Yost, David Yost, comes out and he said, you know what, no, this is bullshit. Like, I'm not super stoked about this because he was essentially part of the problem, which caused me to leave the show. In that there was all these these technical guys, like all the, the cast and crew that were essentially throwing all these homophobic slurs at the guy. And like, yeah, and and it was so bad that he had to, he walked off set and then he came back, and then he real like he just decided I can't do it. And they had, they had to use stock footage, and um, they had like voiceover stuff to like try and hide the fact that he was leaving. So he didn't. I mean, his character is portrayed all the way f- through, and we talked about that last episode. But he didn't technically do any acting for for specifically for those last few episodes because he left. I and mean, and he was out. To um, me, to me, that's what kills the show for me is yeah. learning that after the fact, and it's like you know what that's. That's absolute complete bullshit, and and to think that to think that enough of the the crew and cast I don't think it was any of the like main cast but enough of the crew was that way that it caused him to to I mean by all accounts it was a shitty paying job anyway yeah and but it was apparently his only means of of working and he had he got harassed by all these people 
that he worked with and nobody ever did anything like god that well, that really sours the entire show for me well and the one of the producers of the show um his name is Scott Page Pactor he claims that through he responded through TMZ actually saying that uh Yas leftover pay bonus issues being uh the pay bonus being dropped uh but then but then didn't elaborate or, or dispute Yas claims about the other reasons for leaving and Saban Entertainment also made no statement about it either I mean, after he left the show, he attempted conversion therapy for two years, which obviously doesn't work because conversion therapy is torture. You can't um, pray the gay away. He had a he had a nervous breakdown, which resulted in psychiatric hospitalization for a few weeks. And then um, when he checked out, he moved to Mexico for a year. And eventually he came out and was accepting of like who he was. And and now he's like on the uh, the tour circuit and stuff. Um, I I've, From some of the stuff I read, he's supposed to be a really nice dude. Um and he gets along with, like, the actors and stuff that he was on the show with. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think he's working. He's going to do a project with um, Kim, Amy, uh, Joe Amy Joe Johnson and um, uh, Austin St. John, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think the Black Ranger is also going to be in it, too. But but at any rate, I mean, he so hearing some of that stuff, it's like, man, that kind of sours it for me. Oh, you know, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I, was, I was a kid. I didn't know that this dude was being harassed for just being who he was. And, and like, nobody knew. Yeah. That's, that's and the nobody thing, knew. nobody knew. Yeah. And that went on for years. Years, yeah, which is absolutely unacceptable. So, I mean, that definitely soured it for me. But I will say, doing some of this research, there's some interesting stuff, like uh, the differences between this show and, and Zuri Ranger. Let's that, talk about the differences. So... Are you aware of any of them? Well, I know that the Yellow Ranger is actually in the Japanese version a male, which is why the only the only Power Ranger that has a skirt is the Pink Ranger because in the that's in the true. Japanese show the Pink Ranger was a female and the other four Rangers were males. Yes, that's why that's why the Pink Ranger has a skirt and none of them yeah. none of the other ones do. Yeah. Um, well, and and also the Green Ranger and the Red Ranger are brothers. And the Green Ranger... So in the American version, I'm going to get spoil the rest of the season. Oh, Uh, oh no. Uh, Green Ranger gets... uh, So he starts in the American version and in the Japanese one. Green Ranger starts off as like a normal dude who basically gets forced to be bad. And then he's bad and then he becomes good. And then his power is limited by this candle. And the more he uses his powers, the further the the candle burns down. And in the American show... When the candle burned down, he lost his his power his Power Ranger powers. Yeah. The Japanese when the when the when the candle went all the way down, he died. His Good name, for him. In the Japanese one, the Green Ranger's name is Barai, and when the candle got all the way down, he died. Now he came back as the White Ranger in the U.S. show, but that was part of a different series in Japan. And the White Ranger was actually a little boy who would transform and become an adult as the White Power Ranger and transform back again as to a little kid. It's like a Billy Batson. Yes. Billy Batson and Shazam. Yeah. Which, later on, I think the Blue Ranger was a little kid that turned into a man. Yeah, that happened later, too. Um, But it's weird because in the Japanese... I mean, the the Japanese show kind of pioneered that with the White Ranger first. Yeah. You know? Um, (laughs) The White Ranger. So the the White Ranger (laughs) is the one where... It's just silly. Because it's the one with the so- the talking sword. Well, no, no, no. I was I was gonna say that the you have the black Power Ranger and the red Power Ranger and then the white Power Ranger. Uh, wait, what? Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, there are some like weird things like that. Zordon or not Zordon. Um, well, Zordon doesn't exist in either show. In the Japanese one, he's a of he's like a wizard. Uh, Alpha Five doesn't exist because that's that was an American thing. Lord Zed. Uh, didn't exist in the Japanese show. He was created specifically for uh, the American one. And, th- and then, of course, the Super Sentai was, like, around since 75, and this show didn't start till the 90s. So, I mean, that's kind of, like, a big difference. And there's other smaller differences, too. Um, but, you know, I don't think we need to mention all of them. No. Right? I mean, there's just... there's there's It's going to happen when you copy and paste a show from Japan and then... Just destroy it and make and, a like, an dub it show over, yeah. and dub it over. It's just it's gonna happen. But so overall, um, overall, did you enjoy the show? Oh, <sighs> I mean, I did and I didn't. It's it's. I feel it's very weird for me. I'm, I'm sort of the same way. Like the kaiju stuff is cool and it's fun and and it definitely like brings out my inner child. And I just like as an adult, like it's entertaining, like mindless television to watch. Mm. 
the live action American stuff is really bad. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, I could probably do without it. But I do know that that part of the show definitely gets better as the show goes on because I watched I, I watched some shows, uh, some episodes from like mid-50, episode 50-something. By the so way, on. there are 60 episodes in season one. Yeah, there's it's a ridiculous. lot. It's huge. It's like a cartoon. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And then and then there's like, there's several, what was it? So Billy, uh, or David Yoss was in over 200 episodes, which is four seasons. Yeah, you know what? When you hear someone's been 200 episodes, you'd think like, holy shit, he's been on that show for like 10 years. Or more. Or more. No, he was on the show for like four seasons. Yeah. I mean, like a show will get to episode 100 and they do a big deal about it. Yeah. But this was like episode one hundred. It's like uh, season two and a half. Yeah, it like it comes like it comes out of their episode mill. You yeah, know? Uh, you know they recorded the recording schedule for this show was was like six days a week from like six thirty a.m. to six thirty. It was like twelve hour days, six days a week. Yes. So they pumped out a lot of episodes. And then when the episodes were done, uh, there were issues like with uh, parents protesting and censorship and some. Oh countries. yeah, that was that's another thing that we never talked about is a lot of. A lot of the places, because this show wasn't just broadcast in America. It was broadcast in Canada. It was broadcast Australia. in Australia and the UK. It was broadcast all over the place. And most of the places, even in the, even in the United States, most of the places ended up having people that protested it because it was such a violent show for the time. Yes. Well, and some of, so like, um, I think it's in Indonesia, they, they actually took the word morphin out. It was edited out. Because morphine sounded too much like morphine, and so that was just completely gone from the show. There was a there was actually I think a murder or an assault I think by some kids on some other kids. Uh, it, it was a murder uh, up in Canada I think where two girls murdered somebody else and they blamed it on Power Rangers, but it turns out that the girls were actually fans of the Ninja Turtles. Oh, um, which is kind of interesting. Let's but. find out what happens when you hit someone with nunchucks. Yeah. Nunchaku. Well, and there was that Power Ranger who did uh, murder his uh, roommate a couple of years ago with the samurai sword. Well, he learned it from Power Rangers. Uh, yeah, he must have. Uh, Ricardo Medina Jr. Uh, was uh, the uh, the Red Ranger like in one of the later shows. Yeah. Uh, it, and it, he, he murdered his, his roommate, so... So the show, allegedly, the well, show he did was, stab him, but you know, the show was the show was controversial in its time, and probably not so much anymore because you know violence is way more common for kids shows now than it ever was when well, we were kids. And the, some of the violence that's on TV now is like pretty visceral. Like that's how shows got canceled when we were kids. Like like Ninja Turtles, GI Joe, Thundercats. They were all shows that ended up getting taken off the air because they were so violent. Yeah, and, and they didn't like they didn't have any positive impact on kids, and it was just like which all, is why GI Joe tried to work in those PSAs later. Yeah, that's why everybody started working in those PSAs. Well, also they, they had a tax credit for that too. So well, and, yeah. and it filled the the uh, broadcasting requirement for the PSA thing. So they, that was also kind of, kind of like a workaround. So well, now you know, and knowing's half the battle. Yeah. G.I. Joe. Yeah, that government requirement is actually part a big reason why we don't have Saturday morning cartoons anymore. Yeah. But yeah, that's a whole other discussion. Um, we could probably do an entire episode just on that, actually. Yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff there, but I don't know if... Uh, I, I'm, I'm very on the fence about recommending this or not. The show's pretty terrible, but it's fun. It's, it's hard if you have... It's hard to get into it, I think. The original show... The original show is hard to get into, I think, if you hadn't seen it when you were a kid. Because, I don't know, to me, the the unmasked parts, the, the, the parts with the teens, the, those parts are so bad that it almost negates all the good stuff that comes from yeah. the monster battles. You know what it is, too? Like, even, I think, really, for me, like, sorry, dudes who played Bulk and Skull, but, like, that that kills it for me. Yeah. The Balkan Skull stuff is painful. Like, I could deal with the other stuff. It's like, okay, whatever. Like, even if they worked in, like, a, a cheesy love story, which they do later with the Pink and Green Ranger. Like, I'm fine with that. But, I mean, I don't know why a 10-year-old's, like, action cartoon show, animated show, live action, whatever. Why any of those shows for that age range need, need a, a love story. But but that would be better than, like, the weird slapsticky Balkan Skull stuff. Because it's not funny. It's not good. No, it's um, not. And and half the time it's homophobic and you know 
It's yeah. just yeah. So I you you have to you you have to essentially wade through about fifteen minutes of garbage to get five minutes of good show. Yeah, that's true. I so I don't know if I would recommend this or not. I mean, if if you happen to want, so here's how I'll put it: if you want to go back and relive it and watch it, and you don't care about destroying your nostalgia goggles, have at it. You're yeah. welcome to it. And if your kid happens to, if if you can't do it while your kids are asleep, uh. And they want to watch it with you. This is perfectly acceptable for them to watch with you. Yeah, because it, it definitely destroyed my nostalgia goggles. Yeah, because I this is a this is definitely a show that I have not seen since I watched it initially. I have not either. And watching it initially, I absolutely love this show. When I was ten years old, this show was the tits. I loved this show. Watching it again, not so much. No, I'm, it's, it was. That's why I, I said I loved it and I hated it. Like. Yeah. I don't know if I've said this before, but my probably my least favorite form of entertainment is like awkward humor. And to me, so much of I think you did say that yeah. like a while back. So, I love awkward humor. So, so much of so much of the stuff in between the monster fights to me seems like awkward humor that it's just uncomfortable for me. You know what it is though? It's not awkward humor, it's just awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah, it's it's bad writing. Yeah. But I think that's because Haim Saban's wife wrote a bunch of these, yeah. right? Sandy Saban, someone yeah. Like, Cindy I mean, she Saban. wrote a, like like he was going to pay a writer. Please, he's going to use her free labor. He's yeah. a billionaire, so yeah. You know, I, I don't. You know, oh, one thing I have to say though that I that I am grateful for for this show mm-hmm. is this show and some others in the same uh, in the same vein did inspire. Uh, other things like the Ginyu Force and Dragon Ball Z to make the stupid poses because always whenever I don't the character inspired the Ginyu Force, I think it was like they happened concurrently. Because when did when did that? Well, if you think about this, you, was done in '93. No, no, no. The other like, show the, happened the, before the Sam. The, the uh, what's the name of the Japanese show? Uh, oh, Super Sentai. Yeah, Su- Super Sentai. That show came out way before. Yeah, and, late '80s. And Dragon yeah. Ball Z came out in like the early '90s. So that. Super well, Sen- late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. So yeah. that Super Sentai show inspired, I think, inspired uh, Akira Toriyama. Oh, well, creating, yeah, yeah, creating I, the, right. uh, I mean, it's Japan. Yeah, and I thought you were meaning like Power Rangers. Oh no, 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 no. So I'm, yeah. I'm grateful for that because the, the Ginyu Force is ridiculous and crazy and, and hilarious. Yeah, and it's just like it's just like Power Rangers how they can't talk without doing weird poses. Yeah, yeah, no, they can't. It, but you know, I. So I, I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah, I, really I, don't. I, I honestly like I'm gonna go ahead and say that I would not recommend this because I think this this was a period piece that was only only viable really in the time that it was made. Yeah, and like there's been literally over a dozen things made after it, and maybe you want to watch one of those other ones, but the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is just off. It's not very good. You know, I'll ch- I'm gonna change actually. So here's what I'll say. If you want to destroy your nostalgia goggles, have at it. Watch this show. Watch a show. It'll happen. And it's okay if your kids watch it. But I would say another reason to watch this might be if you want to have, say, a Power Rangers themed party with your friends. Like mm-hmm. an all adults drinking party. And you have everybody show up dressed as Power Rangers. And you put Power Rangers up. And you create a drinking game where every time somebody says morphin, like morphitudinal or yes, something. Yes, every time so- someone bastardizes the word morph. Yeah, maybe take a shot or, you know, and maybe make a drinking game out of it. Yeah. Um, th- that would definitely be a far more fun way to watch this. Oh, yeah, this. get high and watch this show and you'll laugh your ass off. Yeah, no, but but just to watch it, just to watch it, no. No, it, it does not hold up. That's what, you know, but but the, the concept holds up because they've literally, since 1993, they've had a show on since then. Yeah. It's like 20 incarnations of this fucking show. Well, and I've watched some of those later shows, and you know what? the 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 kaiju action stuff is even better. That's but the act, the American acting stuff gets way worse. That's so hard to believe because it's so bad in the first place. No, well, you know what it is. This is very. It's like this feels feels very low budget. This later stuff does not at all. So it's it's, it's, it's it's high budget, but with bad acting. Yeah, high budget, really bad acting. So like they dug like the a, bottom of the barrel. It's like an Uwe Boll movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like Blood Rain. Yes. <laughs> oh, Blood Rain. We'll have to do that movie at some point. Oh, God. Well, I think for Power Rangers, that'll do it. Yes. We've got an episode. We're going to be doing um, Batman 
the next two weeks. And we have a, a, a good guest. show. Thank God. Yeah, we have a guest who's going to come join us for uh, for two episodes. Yes. So, so that'll be fun. Um, hopefully. 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 Yeah, hopefully that works out. Hopefully um, I don't have to punch him across the table. <laughs> no, no, no. You'll be okay. Well, let's do it. Yeah, well, Sean will punch anybody across yeah. the table. Yeah. Yeah. So, I see what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm face to face with an asshole and it's strange. Oh, that's me. No. I don't even know why I let him in my house. I'll punch him. I'll drink all your beer today. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for, for this episode. Hope you've um, enjoyed it. Yeah. I know Sean and I did. We're, we had to, to really pound through the beers for these uh, oh, Power Rangers super, episodes. Super. Um, yeah. Super beer. Super so Sentai if, beer. If you liked us, uh, we got Twitter. Twitter, yeah. You can always message us at, at RemasteredCast. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got old-timey email. Old-timey email. If you want to send us a Pony Express type email, you can send it to us at care, or childhoodremastered at gmail.com. It's all one word. Uh, we have Facebook. If if you want to have uh, tag a grandfather or, or you know a weird racist uncle and have him comment on our page without understanding what's going on, then you're welcome to search Childhood Remastered on that Facebook. Would, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. If you uh, if you we want to thank uh, John Howarth for the use of our theme music. You can check out links to his uh, SoundCloud on our webpage, childhoodremastered.com. Yeah, that'll do it for us this week. Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it. This is, I mean, it's. I'm not going to say it's been fun. But it's been fun talking about it. Watching yeah, we have fun. Yeah, watching it wasn't so fun, but talking about it was fun. We had fun. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, screw you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you wanna, if you could, please rate us on iTunes, five stars, or Stitcher, or Google Play Music, yeah. wherever you get wherever. your wherever you get your podcasts. And I guess until next time, this is Sean and Chris, and this has been your childhood remastered. We will see you next time. <laughs>